0: 1470, 100.3, WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show, Aliens, Aliens, Aliens. <laughs> 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 Come on, man. Uh, a TV station, News Nation, uh, put on an interview last night from an award-winning journalist. Uh, the guy won the highest level uh, award in Australia uh, for journalism. Uh, and a, a whistleblower who has a 20-year career uh, in all things um, our military, including the highest levels of of access to exactly this type of thing. Uh, his most recent gig in the world of our, our you know, intelligence society uh, was to investigate and uh, discuss with people who were also investigating um, different aircrafts that we discover that are not human, uh, according to the guy. He's super high up there in a super high up thing. And I don't care if it's credible, Will. That somebody talked about aliens on television. I don't
1: care if it's credible. Oh, I'm a come journalist.
0: On. But why can't we just have fun with it, man? I'm not telling you well, the, to report on it in the, your
1: news. The Tony Awards were on last night. I didn't watch That's that either. That's not the either.
0: same. That's, I didn't watch that. I, I, <laughs> I watched this. Here, let's hear a little bit of this. And it did disappoint me like four minutes in because I, I was hoping for something different. I had my aliens hat on, my popcorn ready to go. I was stoked.
1: No, you didn't.
0: I was planning the first thing I would say to the alien overlords when they conquered us. Uh, something like, <laughs> you know, like, I did Hi. good radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Here we go. Here's a little of what was
2: said. You are alleging that the U.S. government has been concealing the existence on this planet of alien life.
1: Whoa! I would couch it as non-human intelligence, Wait, NHI, now? like we would like to say in our, our language. Why do you say that? Why do you say NHI? Non-human? I don't want to necessarily denote origin. I don't think we have all the data to say, oh, they're coming from a certain... A certain location, and I, and I, I couch it as somebody who studied physics where Maybe they're coming from a different physical dimension, as described oh, oh, in quantum man. mechanics. We know there's extra dimensions due to high, uh, high energy particle collisions, etc. Another oh, sure. theoretical framework. To
0: okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Marvel comics might be real. I'm still in, man. This is still very exciting to me. Non-human intelligence. <laughs> That's <laughs> a
1: good one. I'm going to have to remember
0: that. <laughs> that wasn't the moment I tapped out of this thing. That was the moment I thought to myself, "Well, <laughs> it could get real you interesting." Have now, no, it was a little bit yeah, later.
2: Yeah. yeah. Just let me cut to the quick though. You're saying there is an intelligent species engaging with this planet
1: yes that's potentially extraterrestrial yeah all right <laughs> i
2: speak for everybody sitting yeah. at home so that far is so a good. shock
1: it is a shock Dark. it was to me and biggest uh, news story I- I a, a lot of nights. Grush
2: yeah. says he's never personally seen non-human intelligence. <laughs> no! But he's spoken to enough people directly involved. Oh, that, that was the moment. I swear to
0: God, I yeah. have. See, I wanted to go that whole time. That was the moment I tapped out. Because, like, what I need, and uh, I'm begging for this, anybody, anywhere, uh, 88th place on News Nation in the last... Um, <laughs> Ratings, uh, but they have viewers. But number Somebody's one watching. in your heart. Number one in my heart.
2: <laughs> I was watching.
0: No, but I, you know, like I want somebody to look into a camera and say, "I've seen an alien. I've I've seen an alien aircraft. Uh, something uh, like something better than uh, never seen anything." But that that's an exciting conversation, even if you completely poo poo it and crap on it, because like our society used to love this stuff. It can't be that exciting though if you're ready to dis- see. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like. It right away. Now, here's the thing I don't like. Um, uh, that exactly right there. Like when did we stop? stop? having fun in society. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people now want to be like an alien. Come on, making fun of it. If you want to make fun of it or talking about it like it's real, but like needing. Here's what I think a lot of people do right now. There's a lot of people out there that want to be like the rude, snotty person at a party uh, who's the only person inside of a joke that everybody else is on the outside of. But he thinks nobody knows it. He's like, I'm smarter than everyone in this room and I'm right and everybody's wrong. And I'll make fun of them to their faces. And they'll never realize when did we become those people? We don't need to be those people. I don't need to be right about everything. I need to have fun about somebody who went on TV and told me he knows there's aliens, and then the voiceover was like, "Yeah, but he's never seen them. That's fun,
1: man. Why isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah, why and why did the voiceover have to ruin it for me? Well, it's the same
0: reporter guy who's doing the interview. I don't know. Oh, uh, um, well, yeah, I buy it. Megan Fox might also eat a carcass outside of somebody's house. <laughs> That's a real thing. Uh, apparently there's a Republican We're probably closer to seeing that than the alien. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just having fun with it. Uh there's a Republican politician in California who said something about Megan Fox's kids and then she got mad and she Ooh. said she's a witch. And then the guy goes, I don't understand this. And she goes, maybe I'll eat a carcass outside your house. More or, less, more or less, that's what happened. That's real. That, um, that's one way to get back at your neighbors, isn't it? No, look, to be like a woman, her name is Bella Montana, 76 years old. She woke up at her funeral. She was in her coffin and then just popped up like, hey, I'm, I'm still alive. That's an amazing story. This this is out of Ecuador. Yeah,
1: doesn't the coroner have to be pretty sure that someone's dead before declaring they're dead?
0: Maybe not in Ecuador.
1: But oh, when did well. we lose
0: our chance to talk about these things in a way that just enjoyed him. Like, where did the old Stephen Gary take of thing go? That's
1: what I want to see. I want to see somebody pop up out of a coffin and say, Hey, what's up? I feel great. As our news director, that would be a shocking moment. I want to be at that. You'd have
0: a weekend of things to talk about if somebody <laughs> just woke up halfway through the funeral. I will
1: run back to this newsroom yeah. as fast as I possibly can if that ever you know actually what? happens in person. I
0: want to say one thing about that. If, if that happens to me, if I'm halfway through my funeral and I pop up out of the <laughs> casket and look at everybody and be like, I'm alive. Uh, the first thing I'm going to remember You're going to take
1: a minute, though, first and say, God, am I at a funeral? No. Uh, the first
0: thing I'm going to remember <laughs> when I pop up out of the coffin and look around the room is if anybody seems disappointed that I'm alive. That's
1: the first thing I'll remember. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, because that's the most telling moment for you and anybody else in your life. Mm-hmm. No, but I do. That I might think, also be why I don't want a funeral, but that's another discussion. To
0: go back to how I was talking about aliens all weekend, and uh, I, I noticed that people were, like, buttoning up and being weird, and I wasn't trying to tell them I thought aliens were real. I just thought it was cool that a television station Like one that's saying they're legitimate and in the middle, not conservative, not Republican, Mm -hmm. not tied to politics at all is claiming that they have the guy who knows about the thing, and then there's aliens, and everybody got so serious.
1: But then they went on the air right afterwards and had a whole panel discussion on these Whether or people, not they think wh- the aliens are real. Whether
0: or this guy was legit. I think they, for the most part, said that his credentials are legitimate. Yeah. And the reporter said that he's legitimate. But actually, I checked Fox, uh, or excuse me, News Nation's uh, website <laughs> today, and Trump Doc's probe is above the UFO claims. So on the on the
1: website, well, Trump's documents, more important than if aliens are real. So he doesn't a- an alien. Yeah invasion leading the news, doesn't that kind of sound tabloid Well, look,
0: let's be honest.
1: There's a lot of people
0: out there now, and I don't know if it's because of social media or if it's because of, um, you know, Google. You have the ability to Google every right answer, even if you don't have it in your brain and have no idea what you're talking about, but you read it off your phone, mm-hmm. has made almost everyone addicted to being right. And really rude yeah. about it, really crappy about it, and really oh. desiring to expose the idiot on the other side of any conversation, any conversation, uh, in a way that makes it way less fun to talk about a TV station that did a story about aliens, which was usually a fun topic. That's No matter what you think, no matter if somebody comes out of the corner and says aliens are definitely real or somebody says they're definitely not real, this is usually like the the, the perfect spice to a fun bar conversation, and I just don't think those exist anymore. I, I think
1: learned, everybody's got to be so snooty. Sorry. I learned that uh, there's non-human intelligence out there. At sure. least we know that for sure from this, uh, yeah. from, from what you play. And
0: maybe there's some sort of, like, dimensional rift and, and people are, are jumping, um, which actually there is some scientific basis to the second thing that guy said. Yeah. Not exactly to the degree that he said it. We don't know exactly how stuff works, but there, there are quantum entanglements of things. Uh, that I googled and know very little about, as I just proved, and I just said it out on the radio. <laughs> but it, it, but this is this is fun. This should be. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. And this is way more fun than telling me where Trump's plane is because he's he's not even showed up to anything. That's tomorrow. But news is all over where exactly Trump's plane is. By yeah. the way, it's in Florida. He's he's in Florida. Well, sure. Now. Yeah. So that's that's what we talk we about. You also know
1: where Elon Musk's plane is too. That's but true. That's well, he thing.
0: gets mad about that and yeah, then blocks he you. He, he blocks really you does. from Twitter. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the thing he'll
1: block you from Twitter for.
0: But I, I don't know what happened. And so this is my my PSA to the to the people listening to this station. Let's all just lighten up, man. Let's have a lot more fun because somebody told us aliens were real on the television last night, and will refuse to watch it. No, I'm kidding, wait, I'm kidding. Wait
2: a
1: minute. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wait a minute. You, you mi- don't have cable. I didn't ref- well, I have no, cable. I, I just don't have News Nation. Well, I should have texted you uh, during it. <laughs> you should have called me. I would not come over. I wasn't okay, good. doing anything good. yesterday. Would you have brought your own alien hat? brought pizza. And popcorn? Okay. <laughs> I was doing it with the alien hat and the popcorn. Well, was very I don't have an alien hat. Right.
0: By the way, I used to work for another guy at a different radio station. Not the guy I talk about a lot. A different guy.
1: Oh. And uh-huh. he used to be an ad,
0: he used to do an out of context segment where you pull <laughs> out of context from everyone else at the station and play them all. Of course. And I did it with an alien and popcorn is a thing that definitely would have played out of context. I just said that a second ago, and I regretted it immediately. Well. And out of context, it sounds real, real bad. You can't win them all. All right, good talk. Aliens are real, maybe. That's what we know so far.
1: Star Trek talk me that oh okay fine
0: Uh, i'm gonna have more fun on the show i'm gonna talk about megan fox and that whole actual story coming up next thank you will for this i gotta
1: i can't wait for the uh the the dead lady waking up at her funeral later i mean
0: that's that's a real story too that's crazy i know Um, it is
1: i've heard of that happening before
0: okay and and yet we refuse to even acknowledge the idea that aliens could be real that's not what i said i didn't say that either they might be right what's the chance one to ten
3: For you right now in
0: this moment? Um, I'd say a hard five. Hard five. All right. Uh, I feel like we're all of a a sudden playing a game at a casino. But uh, I'll take a hard (laughs) five.
1: Because you asked me a number. I'll
0: take a hard five. Quick break. A lot more. Will the (laughs) Alien Denier, 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. We're going to have fun today. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Greg Collins Show. Um, yes, I'm already laughing uh, in this segment to start this segment. Uh, for anyone who thinks I laugh too much on the show, I just got a message from Martin on Facebook. He goes, how much caffeine have you had today, Craig? Uh, not as much as you'd think, man. Uh, that whole first segment talking about aliens and how uh, we've gotten so serious as a society. It's all genuine. That's all The, the um, passion for that segment is coming from just me and not from an, uh, an abundance of Mountain Dew or anything like that. Although I used to drink a lot more. Mountain Dew than I do now. Uh, Let's do the other story uh, that I think is real interesting today about a woman who just woke up uh, during her own funeral. Uh, Mourners were in Ecuador, and they were at a wake for someone that they believed to be dead, uh, their relative. Bella is her name, 76 years old. Apparently, during the, the vigil, Uh, During the entirety of the evening, she woke up and started punching the coffin that she was in, and then people realized she was moving like her hands were shaking, and so they got her back to the hospital. Here's the craziest thing, though. Uh, Her son got interviewed by a news somewhere. I think Jam Press are the people that are reporting on this, and apparently she went back to the same hospital that declared her dead. That is definitely a mistake. I would not do that. Out of all the hospitals to go to when you're alive and somebody thought you weren't, uh, going to the place that already declared you dead once, definitely not the right move. Uh, as far as my opinion goes, I don't know if it's the best hospital in town or the worst. I don't know if it's the more affordable I uh, do a GoFundMe, get her in a different hospital. Uh, she's on oxygen now, her heart is stable. The doctor squeezed her hand and she reacted. So all signs are good. I also wonder like what the doctor, do- if it's the same doctor that like, you know, told the family and then they did all this stuff for a few days, I wonder how he reacts when she's alive and squeezing his hand and being like, my bad, essentially. I feel like that doctor was in Arrested Development. Uh, the TV show um, is definitely one of the worst medical professionals out there. You know what? Actually, if Fauci wants a defense for some of the things he got wrong, uh, point to this guy, whoever this guy is, and the stuff that he seems to not know anything about, like if people are dead or not. Uh, They did say that she went into a cardiac arrest, uh, which caused a unique form of um, uh, paralysis, uh, basically. It's something like paralysis where the body is very rigid. You have decreased sensitivity to to pain and whatnot, slower bodily functions such as breathing, but you're alive and you definitely should be uh, known to be alive by the hospital. All right. Uh, Tom Brady's in the news. He was hanging out with a YouTuber, a social media personality. And apparently, at some point, he took down a drone with a football. I have a little bit of audio from that. I
2: want to see if you can hit my drone out of the sky oh, no. with a football. All right. If I hit the drone on the first try, maybe oh. I should come out of retirement. I like that.
4: Dad,
3: you're going to,
1: like, miss. I probably will miss.
3: First try. <gasps> No, put your sunscreen on.
0: Yeah, he yelled at his kid to put on sunscreen after the kid plucked the drone out of the uh, out of the water. but Tom Brady won for one with taking a drone out of the sky with a football. Uh, maybe he should unretire, and maybe that's a good reason to do it. Uh, there are other things in the world of sports uh, that I thought were interesting too, as I'm very amped on a Monday. Uh, this is a mascot, the Miami Heat mascot, who got punched uh, knocked out cold uh, by Connor McGregor. Uh, which is uh, crazy in and of itself that that's a thing that happened on a basketball court somewhere over the weekend. Uh, the Heat are basically going to be knocked out by the uh, Denver Nuggets very, very soon, uh, probably tonight. Uh, but anyway, what I think is really most interesting about this, and I have audio to play from Dana White, who's the president of U- uh, UFC, and then also Eric Spolstra, who's the um, Miami Heat's head coach. This is a terrible idea. Uh, You should not have a guy in a mascot costume taking one or multiple punches from a guy like Conor McGregor, who I wouldn't trust anyway. If he was part of a bit where he told me, no, I'm not going to hit you for real, I would not believe him. I would not let him hit me, and definitely not while wearing a stupid costume.
1: I saw the Deontay Wilder one, too. What's up with mascots wanting to get punched in the face by professional fighters? (laughs) What do you expect? What are those mascot things made out of? Unless you're like the Golden Knights mascot, <laughs> I don't even know what the hell he wears, but I'm assuming it's a metal helmet. I wouldn't have professional fighters punching me in the face if I was a mascot. Me Doesn't seem like the brightest thing in the world. What does it say about your mascot
0: that he can take a punch from Conor McGregor, bounce back, and still be ready to go likely in the
4: next home game? That's the Miami Heat toughness. toughness.
5: (laughs) We won't reveal who that is, but he's tough. He can take a punch and get back up. Yeah, he's not going to miss
4: any time.
0: He went to the ER, uh, the guy uh, that got punched in the face twice by Conor McGregor, and uh, again, did it in a silly costume, Uh, but he's going to be okay. He's going to be on the floor tonight. For their game. I would not, again, agree to anyone saying to me that I not only have to wear a stupid thing, but then I have to do something that seems very risky, especially risky because of, well, who Conor McGregor is as a dude. All right, the Megan Fox thing is also real. I previewed this in the last um, half hour or so. I ca- talked about it probably more times than I should. Uh, Robbie uh, Starbuck is a politician. Uh, he is upset with Megan Fox. Uh, he says that, um, well, a candidate to be a politician, I should say. Uh, He says that she, he saw Megan Fox dressing his kids up, um, in dresses and that the kids didn't like it. Uh, Megan Fox then said something about gender identity and her, her children. Uh, anyway, that part might be a part that people focus on. Not me. That's not the part I'm focused on. At some point, Megan Fox referred to herself as a witch. Uh, and then the guy seemed, the politician guy seemed to be a little confused as to why she was bragging about being a witch. And then Megan Fox put something up on social media. Uh, That is a real story uh, that I saw a week or two ago. Uh, A stunned nurse was caught watching as witches hold a carcass-eating ritual on a security camera. Really, really gross. Uh, Megan Fox said that this will be her outside Rob Starbucks' house (laughs) in the near future. Uh, That's full-on insane. And i got to be honest, there's a whole lot of guys out there who still think Megan Fox is real hot even after they heard about this, and they wonder if at some point she would get mad at them if they ever wound up in a relationship with Megan Fox, and then she'd eat a carcass outside their house, and they'll be like, "Well, she's she's a lot. Uh, you got to deal with her sometimes. Uh, it's not always up; it's sometimes down in the world of Megan Fox." But that's that's a real story too. All right, uh, that's enough of the the silly stuff that I like. Well, we're definitely going to talk about more silly stuff throughout the show. Uh, but I promise after the break, I will talk about Trump. I will talk about um, everything going on there. Uh, Alan Dershowitz has a take. Uh, Bill Barr made several takes on several different stations. Uh, he seemed to do almost a publicity tour of his own. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, but a lot more coming up, including some serious uh, as well as a hundred thousand dollar a year job that is just screwing in one light bulb. Because I refuse to go entirely away from the ridiculous today. It just feels like that kind of day. Will's got your news. Care program. 1470. 100.3 WMBD Craig Collins Show. Yes, I will talk about the news that everyone wants to talk about a whole lot. Uh, the Donald Trump indictment, the location of his plane slash him. Uh, slash the, uh, first appearance in court that's gonna happen tomorrow. Before I do that, uh, one more thing that I wanted to play. Uh, the New York Yankees are trending on Twitter today. One of the reasons they're trending is because John Sterling is the best freaking guy in the world of radio, uh, play by play for any baseball team anywhere in the world, uh, because he took a foul ball off the head, uh, while calling a game on Saturday and then put a bandaid on his head and showed up to call the game on Sunday. Uh, here's what it sounded like when he literally got hit in the face. Uh, with a ball that was, uh, you know, hit so precisely, so perfectly well, that it flew up into the press area where he was calling the game, uh, and he didn't even see it coming. Now the 3-2 swung on, a pop foul
3: back here.
1: Ow! Ow! Ow!
3: It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back (laughs) that far. So once again, it'll be a 3-2.
0: How are you that good at stuff? How are you that much of a pro that that's it? That's the only thing you said about getting hit in the face with a baseball uh, while calling a game. is ow, ow, that really hit me, it really did, all human. And then he goes right back to it, 3-2 count, let's see what happens. And then he showed up again the next day, uh, John Sterling, best in the business. No one else can take the title now officially unless your broadcaster has also been hit in the face uh, with a baseball. Then maybe we're about on the same page again. All right, let's talk about it. Um, I-, I could find news from literally anywhere uh, talking about Trump's location, uh, his his plane, Landing and how he's going to face a federal uh, court, uh, federal uh, felony charges tomorrow. Uh, he's going to appear at a court in Florida, in Miami. So here he is. Here
3: in the newsplex as we continue to follow this developing story of Donald Trump's, the 45th president of the United States, federal indictment. Donald Trump landing right now at Miami International Airport on board of his uh, signature uh, airplane there. It is now taxiing in. You know what this is right
0: now? And I'm not trying to say that this story isn't important. Of course it's important. Of course, of course people will talk about it and care about it. Uh, but the location of the plane thing is the OJ on the highway running from the cops, 24 hour coverage style, and us just needing every second of that. Whether you like him or hate him, this isn't entertaining or captivating television. This is a a, um, far shot away from an airplane that's rolling through a runway that a guy will eventually emerge from and we'll have a close-up shot of him. Uh, But nothing happens uh, today. Nothing happens till tomorrow. Uh, So let's hear from some of the um, the legal experts. Alan Dershowitz uh, popped up a few places and said some things. Uh, One of the things he said was that he was right all along. He actually got an attaboy uh, during this interview here we go
1: you called this one i think right on this show maybe a month or two ago you said this won't be just a possession of documents case it's a process crime you had it
3: right i did the one thing i didn't know though is that donald trump would be foolish enough to have allowed himself to be taped making statements about classified material he held in his hand saying See, as president, I could have declassified it, laughter. Now I can't, you know, but this is still secret. Um, That is something he's going to have to explain, or his lawyers are going to have to explain. Um, it's, It's not appropriate under the Espionage Act. There was no espionage. He was just showing off in front of a writer, trying to defend himself, saying people say, You know, I wanted to bomb Iran, and uh, they didn't want to bomb Iran. Uh, Let me show you what really happened. You know, I'm sure many presidents have used classified information to defend their actions while in office. It doesn't meet the Richard Nixon standard. When you're going after a former president, or even more importantly, a man who is running against the incumbent president, it better be a slam-dunk, open-and-shut case with no possible defense that there is no choice but to bring, and this was a case of discretion, much like the Comey.
0: Yeah, here's what I'll say about that, much like the Comey or any other one. Of course, Hillary Clinton uh, comes up when people are defending Trump and saying, hey, uh, she did a thing and then deleted 30,000 of the emails that she didn't show anybody that she said weren't important. Well, her lawyer said they weren't important. Uh, but here, like the truth of, of all of this, at least to me, is that it's fairly likely uh, that Trump did something that they can prove in court uh, he shouldn't have done. Um, and one of the reasons he did it or uh, probably did it is a aspect of Trump that you'll hear about a lot of places. You'll hear about when he was uh, in business. You'll hear about when he was a reality TV star is that he's got a certain level of confidence in himself, in his own decision making. And sometimes because of that, there are some unforced errors uh, that occur. But the other thing that really struck me about what Dershowitz said And I'm sure that if you're someone that thinks I want to take a conservative slant on on this story or that story, and I don't hide uh, my political uh, lean on this show, not even a little bit, I think it's fairly out there in the open. Uh, But I will say that the discretion comment does seem to be true. Uh, There doesn't seem to be a need to go down this road. And the only reason I think they are going down this road is the intelligence community specifically is very, very anti-Trump, uh, very upset with Trump, whatever you want to call it, because of all the things that Trump said about them. Essentially, it's a do they like me or not a version of a thing. Because Hillary Clinton, I don't want you to think I just made that up to try to uh, take a position uh, that helps Trump somehow, did delete 30,000 emails of 60. That's why Trump on the campaign trail said to lock her up. Uh, her lawyer said he had every right to do it. Because he reviewed those emails, and those emails were all personal things. They weren't relevant to what people were after or curious about, as far as our government is concerned. And then our government was like, all right, that's fine. We'll go ahead and take your word on that. As long as they're destroyed, uh, no harm, no foul, weird version of things. And that's just one example. Uh, when you go beyond classified documents, which of course Biden is still potentially, although I think very unlikely to be charged for what he did, or Pence, unlikely, actually, officially not going to be charged. For what he did, there's other scenarios where a person that held the office of president of our country wound up doing something that's definitely illegal and then winding up uh, not getting punished at all for it. Uh, Bill Clinton is a name I often mention on this show in the context of that conversation because he lied under oath. He tampered with witnesses. uh, He did a lot of really bad stuff. He did all of it to, to um, hide infidelity. And so for that reason, I guess, someone was like, that's nah, OK. That doesn't matter. Uh, those, those laws you broke, we'll just ignore them. We won't uh, throw you in the hoose because it doesn't look great for our country to have a guy that was um, voted into office, the highest office in our land by a lot of the American people, uh, wind up being in prison at some point later on. That's just optically not good, uh, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, as long as you don't actually do the shoot somebody on the street thing. Uh, that people always joke that uh, Trump said in some interview at some point um, as to a, an example of how terrible of a guy he is. Uh, but in all honesty, as long as you don't do that, I do think and this won't be a popular opinion. That wasn't a popular opinion when Ford um, um, uh, went ahead and decided to pardon Nixon. Uh, it actually is what's believed to be why Ford didn't win reelection uh, that year. But there are some rules that don't apply to people at the highest levels of our country, especially the person who's the president, because of how it looks to the world. Uh, that's the reason why that exists. It's not because of you and me. It's not because we need to be right and someone needs to be held accountable uh, for something that they did wrong. It's because then the United States is a place that indicted and locked up a guy who at least half of our country voted into office. And so then I guess the, the point or the reason I'm so amped up today and the reason I'm joking so much about the, the every single person, that's definitely an exaggeration. But a lot of people in society uh, are so uh, dead set on being right now that they refuse to ever be anything other than right. They, they can't be sort of right. They can't be right and wrong. They and I know this is a lecture from a guy who also likes being right a lot, uh, but it's just, it's just true. Uh, it seems that in all these cin- situations, all these scenarios – Uh, We've become a society that's much more individual and much more, how dare you do that to me? How dare you say that about me? Uh, Now I'm upset with you. Now I refuse to accept what you're saying. Uh, If you're even at a comedy show and you feel like someone uniquely offends you, you're like, I won't laugh anymore. I don't care if anything else you say is funny. I'm done listening to the things you say. I I, I don't know what happened. I don't know how we got to this place uh, that's so, so broken and so crazy. Um, and I know it seems ridiculous, but I do think that Biden should pardon Trump. I do think it can happen after it's all over. Uh, you can wait. You can go through the whole process if you want to, sir. But I think at the end of all of it, if no documents actually fell into any, any you know, hands they aren't supposed to be in, if our society is protected, if everything's still OK, then then why? Uh, lock up a former president just, just to do it, uh, just because we can, because if we're doing it because we can – as I said a second ago, there's a lot of other politicians we could have locked up by now. So uh, tell me which one it is. Uh, and if you're listening to Bill Barr, it sounds like what it really is is that he offended uh, the intelligence community once again because he, quote, jerked them around. I'll play uh, Bill's audio in just a second. Uh, he refused to, to listen when he had all those classified documents, and they said we want him back. And he said sure, but then maybe not. It sounds like they just bruised – or excuse me, Trump uh, bruised the ego of the people who are now going after him, certainly bruised the ego of Bill Barr. He's a, a one-man mission to take down the former president any way he can or speak negatively about him, and I don't know that that really is what we need. Uh, how? how uh, before I play the audio, how far would it go in our society for uh, the opposing team to have a slam-dunk win if that's what this is against Trump? Uh, and I know people still differ on that, and I'm not telling you what to think there, I'll wait for the whole court case to play out like I always do uh, before deciding what it actually is. I uh, hear the reason of everything in court. hear the potential uh, proof of, of uh, reasons why that stuff is declassified. I think that's what the Trump campaign is going to wind up going with or the Trump legal team. Uh, but anyway, I don't know why if when all that does occur, uh, we can't have the reach across the aisle moment because it would prove we're not a society that a lot of us are pretty sure we are, uh, which is a society that's so polarized on opposite sides, that we desire uh, these wins and these losses uh, more than we care about anything else, more than we care about the good of society uh, at all. Uh, And I think that's why this is the first time we have a president getting this far to getting in a whole lot of legal trouble. Because I promise you, this is not even close to the first time that a president has done enough things to be in a lot of legal trouble. Here we go.
2: Based on the facts, as the facts come out, I think over time people will see that this is not a case of the Department of Justice, you know, conducting a witch hunt. In fact, they approached this very delicately and with deference to the president. And this would have gone nowhere had the president just returned the documents. But he jerked them around for a year and a half. And the question is, did he deceive them? And if there's evidence of that, uh, I think people will start to see that this says more about Trump than it does the Department of Justice, and that is that he, uh, he's so egotistical that he has this penchant for for conducting you know risky, reckless acts to show that he can sort of get away with it. It's part of asserting his his mm-hmm. his ego, and he's done this repeatedly at the expense of all the people who depend on him to conduct the public's business in an
0: Here's the thing. I think Bill Barr has a heck of an ego. I think a lot of people uh, today, uh, not not all people, I don't want you to feel like I'm talking to you or however you are, uh, but a lot of people have an insane ego. And when you put all those egos in a room, everybody gets so mad. And and one of the moves in our society now is to be a victim, Uh, find a way, some way to be a victim. And you know what that does? It takes away from people who are actually a victim. Because uh, when everybody's calling victim, we're not hearing anybody uh, that's saying those words anymore. And beyond that, too, just in this situation, uh, it seems to me, uh, and not listening biasly, but trying to listen as non-biased as possible, that what Bill Barr is actually saying is what Trump did wouldn't be a crime if he didn't make us mad while we were trying to fix the problem. We were trying to get the things back that we now have, all the stuff that he tried to keep that we didn't let him keep. Uh, if he had just give it, given it to us at the beginning, which actually is a crime, a crime that Biden committed, a crime that Pence committed, a crime that a lot of people committed, but if he had just willingly gave them to us, uh, even if it was uh, documents from the 70s and you had them in your garage for 30, 40 years, that doesn't matter, uh, 50 years, I guess, depending on when in the 70s, uh, none of that is important. As long as when we ask you, you treat us with the respect we deserve, uh, then everything's okay. Then we'll look the other way. But if you don't respect us, sir, how dare you? Uh, We're throwing you to the wolves. A quick break. A lot more. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, There's an industry that's been struggling a lot over the last few years, not because of a boycott. Uh, It's not a Bud Light target thing. Uh, Beyond Meat has not done well. Uh, At one time, they were worth $14 billion, 2019. Uh, Its value has dropped by a lot, about 95 percent over the last four years, as people don't want to eat beyond meat. (laughs) Uh, That seems to be the biggest problem is that people like the taste of actual meat uh, better. Uh, Sometimes the market expands enough to justify early investment. Often the early investments do not pan out, either because the market segment never takes off and sometimes because early entrants are overtaken. Uh, That's what a professor uh, of economics at the University of California, um, Daniel Sumner, said. Uh, apparently, uh, this is a thing that a whole lot of people threw a bunch of money at, because uh, we thought we'd want it way more than we did. Uh, big swing and a miss in the world of Beyond Meat, at least so far. You never know. Uh, at some point, uh, I'm not getting, I'm not putting any of my money in it. Uh, but I guess it's it's a thing that could still. Uh, I'm not going to completely say that it's over, because I want to be wrong. That's the whole point of the show, I guess. At times, uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, I love this uh, story, actually. It went viral on social media. Uh, You can make over $100,000 a year, about $130,000 a year, to change a light bulb. Uh, The light bulb you have to change is really, really high up in the air. It's 2,000 feet up in the air, and you have to be really good at this. So it's actually a very specialized, high-altitude operator uh, type of gig. Uh, So that's why very few people can do it. And then actually, even though this went viral on social media – And it's technically a real job. Uh, For the most part, people who uh, do things like this change uh, lights and towers and whatnot. They only get 13 bucks an hour. Uh, So it's it's a a job that experience matters, uh, that a lot of things matter, and that somewhere – with 2,000 foot high uh, light bulbs, et cetera, uh, you can eventually um, you can eventually get $130,000 uh, a year. Uh, oh well, <laughs> I love that story though, and how how simplistically the headline uh, went viral on social media. Uh, make over $100,000 changing a light bulb. I do it for free uh, every day in my house. Oh my God! Actually, you know what? Real quick, I found uh, these really awesome. Uh, I'm it's crazy. I'm gonna talk about this, but I don't care. It's one of those days. It feels like I found these really awesome light bulbs at the dollar store. They're uh, daylight, which is the color I like, and they're dimmable, and there's other things I like about them. And, yes, I have a bunch of smart lights in my home that I bought years ago and spent way too much money on. But there are places in my house uh, that the smart light doesn't work great, Any, anything that's dimmable. If you dim it uh, one way or the other, it confuses uh, Amazon and the smart light, and then things seem to go bad. So I was buying them. I bought like a stack of them, and the wife looked at me. She's like, you're insane. You're the insane light bulb guy at the dollar store. And I was like, you know how good of a deal this is, Betty. We we can keep, we'll have lights forever. I'm going to hang on to these. I bought all of one kind uh, because it seemed like they had sold out. I bought some of the other ones. And my wife was heavily skeptical the entire time at the dollar store, as well as a bunch of people who looked in our cart and saw way too many light bulbs in it. But I don't care. I set them up at home. Uh, The the house is brighter. Betty said she liked it in the the, um, bathroom upstairs which I don't care if she was lying to me. I appreciated it. Thank you, honey, for saying it. But I thought it was just too good of a deal. And I was joking about how uh, these light bulbs cost way more everywhere but the dollar store. And you should go pick some up. And I like the daylight color. I don't know. It, it seems better than like the off-white or the soft white colors uh, that lights typically are. My, my house feels more py- – you know what? I blame that on Gary Meyer, actually. I, I worked with Gary for a long time, and he had a happy light. Uh, which he would put in the studio before shows. And it was a a daylight emanating little light. He put it on his desk. And I one time asked him why. And he said he saw a study where daylight or even, you know, fake daylight uh, makes people happier. And so my entire home is full of daylight lights. And now they dim correctly. And I'm very happy happy about it. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Um, I have some lighter topics. And then some political topics I want to get to, but I'm, I'm going to start with a serious thing uh, first. Um, Daniel Penny is the name of the Marine uh, out of New York uh, who is accused of uh, purposefully killing Jordan Neely, uh, the homeless man on the New York City subway. Um, the defense for um, Daniel Penny, his lawyers, told him to put some videos up on the internet. And so he gave his own account of what happened, and those videos have been put all over social media on Twitter. And several other places. I'm going to play one of the videos. Uh, I know that this is a topic that'll get a lot of people uh, reacting, and um, I will say uh, that for the most part, uh, what I think of this story is that we still need to learn a lot more information, and that through the uh, process that will happen in court, I hope that we learn well a lot more information. Um, but the the quick version of reaction. From a lot of people, especially from politicians, uh, but certainly from uh, protesters in New York, uh, doesn't seem to really reflect at least the potential for a different narrative. A narrative that might exist well beyond what Daniel Penny says and what a lot of people on the train say about what occurred before uh, Daniel Penny wound up putting Jordan Neely in a chokehold. Uh, One other thing that was mentioned in this video uh, that I'm not going to play, but I do think it's interesting, is Penny said that the reports that he was um, behind uh, uh, Jordan Neely and put him in a chokehold for 15 minutes are utterly inaccurate because it was only one stop from um, one point to another point on a train. And there's no stop that takes more than five minutes. So I don't think he actually gave a definitive amount of time uh, that he said he had a a chokehold on another, you know, on another person. Uh, But he certainly said why he decided to do what he did. And according to him, it wasn't about race. I know uh, this is his own account of it. Uh, But here I want to play it because I I think it's important uh, to hear at least this and what you eventually hear in court. And as I said, serious topic. For the most part, I don't want to be serious today. It just feels like a day you shouldn't be serious. Uh, but this story feels too big to just ignore.
4: East Village in Manhattan. So I take the subway multiple times a day. In this instance, I was coming from school. Uh, I got out of class around 2:15, And I took the, J Sh- I was at J Street Metro Tech, took the Uptown F train um, at 2nd Avenue. Um, a man came on, stumbled on, he was, appeared to be on drugs. Um, the doors closed and he ripped his jacket off and and threw it at the people sitting down to my left. I was listening to music at the time. Um, and he was yelling. So I took my headphones out to hear what he was yelling. And the three main threats that he repeated over and over was, I'm going to kill you. I'm prepared to go to jail for life. And I'm willing to die. You know, this is a, this was a scary situation. And, uh, Mr. Nearly came on, he was, He was threatening. I'm 6'2", and he was taller than me. So it was, and there's a common misconception that Marines don't get scared. We're actually taught uh, one of our core values is courage. And courage is not the absence of fear, but how you handle fear. And, you know, I was scared for myself, but I looked around, I saw women and children. He was yelling in their faces saying, saying these threats. I couldn't just sit still.
0: If that winds up being something that everyone else on the train says was happening, I wonder if it changes your opinion uh, for anyone out there that has a strong opinion on the story as to whether or not you think that uh, that Daniel Penny acted in a way that makes any kind of sense whatsoever and wasn't just um, deputizing himself, which I think is what a lot of uh, protesters said in New York and uh, killing someone for racial reasons. Uh, Again, I'm not definitively saying that this account will be proven out in court uh, or that this account makes it make sense that someone died. Uh, Daniel Penny went on to say that he had no intention of killing uh, Jordan Neely and the entire time that he was in a chokehold, uh, you can see uh, Jordan Neely is still breathing. His chest is still moving. So Daniel Penny said his training told him uh, that he was, you know, doing it correctly. Uh, again, all these things are things that will come up in court that will wind up being discussed. And, yes, this is the defense uh, putting out videos themselves where they're giving their narrative of what happened. But I do find it utterly fascinating uh, that this version of events was not discussed at all uh, for quite a while when the story first broke. And then it took, I think, um, and only a few more conservative-leaning news organizations to interview some of the other people that were on the train uh, that gave eyewitness accounts that were not Daniel Penny uh, that said that things were going in a way where they were scared for their lives. Uh, did uh, Jordan Neely have a weapon? No. Uh, people have talked about that quite a bit. No, he did not. Uh, does that mean uh, that you're not uh, rightfully afraid for your life if someone is telling you that uh, they're going to kill you, that they're willing to go to jail for life and they're willing to die? Uh, well, I, I guess we'll decide that in a courtroom. I guess that's a conversation that will come up and who you were threatening, et cetera, et cetera, all that stuff. I, just, I think it's very interesting uh, that this is – The account and how different of an account it is from someone getting on a train and saying, I need food and water, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, and then being maliciously murdered by a racist because that was the first version of a story we got. And I think we're doing a tremendous disservice to our society uh, when we report stories with slants like that if they're not even close to true. And I have no idea. Again, there's there's more to come. Uh, you will eventually hear from witnesses and whatnot in a court case uh, that will try this person for um, manslaughter. And if he winds up guilty or he winds up innocent, I wonder if the court case will even matter uh, or if a lot of people will just wait for the verdict and not pay attention to what comes out in court. Um, but I do think anytime we talk about any of this stuff, honestly, I'll, I'll go back to something else, way less serious, way less important, um, and I know it's going to sound insane when I'm, I'm going to mention what it is uh, compared to this, compared to the loss of life and understanding why that occurred. And, you know, if anyone's uh, guilty of anything, uh, but even the the Trump conversations today and the classified documents thing, when you got Hillary, when you got Biden, when you got um, Pence all doing stuff that's at least shades of gray, uh, similar shades of gray are the same in the world of committing a, a very a similar crime. And yet we're talking about them so differently. We're representing them so differently and it seems that the intelligence community is just really, really mad because uh, Trump made them mad, uh, then I think we're also harming our society in the ways we discuss this. Anybody that goes out on radio right now or television, and if they uh, care about you, your uh, their audience, and they know the audience is 100 percent on the side of the former president, and they tell you that the, the indictment doesn't look bad for, for Trump, they're lying to you. They're, they're making stuff up uh, because it does look bad. Uh, the court cases themselves that wind up in that world – I wind up guilty like 96 percent of the time, something crazy like that. And so it definitely looks bad. Uh, But at the same token, if you're trying to say that the things that Trump did are so far and away different than Hillary Clinton or Biden or um, Pence, you're also (laughs) lying. And I don't know why we're doing it. And again, that that story, however insane it is for me to say it to me, is way less important. Than the story about the Marine in New York who acted in a moment uh, where he claims not only him, but several other people on that train were afraid for their lives. And so he utilized his training. Uh, He did something that was much less um, time than was reported on the news. And the entire time he was under the impression that the person he was restraining was definitely alive because he saw him breathing. Uh, If those things all wind up being, um, you know, agreed upon by several of the people who were on the train as well, uh, that is a utterly different conversation than the one we were having a a few weeks ago or a month ago or whenever that story uh, broke. And I I don't mean to be up on a high horse, high and mighty about this stuff. That's not the point. And I know that you listening to the show are not the problem. I don't want you to listen to this whole thing and be like, Collins is blaming me, man. I'm I'm the problem with all of this. But I just think, you know, here's what I'll say. And and we'll get back to other stuff. I said I was going to do other topics. and I can't. Uh, But We'll get back to other stuff in a minute. I think now more than ever. Uh, There is a good amount of people that walk into a room of complete strangers, look around the room, and the first question they ask themselves, how many people in this room do I dislike? How many people do I disagree with? How many people do I potentially quote-unquote hate for whatever the reason might be? And all of it feels to be tied to politics, not things like uh, what someone's race is or sex is. I don't think those are things that by and large a lot of people – uh, in today's society, um, are, are, you know, holding against your fellow man. But I think whether or not they agree with you on some position you have on some political thing has made a lot of people feel as though when you walk into a room, you're looking for enemies, not friends, not, and I know kumbaya moment, if you want to call it that. I feel like that's true of a lot of people. And I don't know why we're, we're like that. I don't know where this is coming from, uh, in the world of, you know, all the different things we talk about and how it's more important to identify our differences than to identify the things that that uh, unite us, the things that make us uh, feel closer together. Um, and I think for news media and especially for politicians, uh, the desire to spread us apart is, well – Money making. Now, you get reelected when you convince your supporters uh, that you're fighting for them and the other team is not. The other team is the the devil and trying to kill them. Uh, and when you're news media or anyone else, uh, you win when you say these sort of things because it gets you way more eyeballs, way more listens, uh, way more um, people paying attention to you. But it, it's all just ramped up. It's all just exaggerated for the sake of exaggeration. And I'll, I'll tell you that one last secret. Uh, between you and me, uh, don't tell anybody else, please. Uh, let's just keep this between the two of us. The politicians don't actually care about any of the stuff they say they care about that doesn't benefit them. Uh, they just say that stuff to get reelected. I know. It's a secret. You've never heard it before. I'm the first guy to tell you, and don't tell anybody else. Quick break, a lot more, 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. 1470. 100.3 WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, thank you to everybody texting me, especially people uh, texting me uh, jokes and whatnot after the serious segment I just did. 309-340-4464 is the phone number to text. 309-340-4464 to get in on the show, to tell me if you think aliens are real. All kinds of stuff uh, open today. I thought this was interesting. Uh, there's a deep dive into whether or not the Live Golf people... Uh, essentially uh, the Saudi Arabia, Arabia-backed um, um, you know, wealth fund, will go after other sports now that it's successfully won in the world of the PGA Tour merger, uh, a thing that for a while the PGA Tour said, we're not doing. And then uh, some golfers said, well, you paid me enough money, so I'm going to go play uh, for the Saudis. And then other golfers said, I'll never play for the Saudis for a variety of ideological reasons, and now they, they can't play for anybody else because uh, nobody else exists. I do think that's interesting that the money could take over pretty much any sport. Like the amount of money uh, you have in the world of of that group of people is is insane. They were paying people like millions and millions of dollars uh, more than we'd ever pay. Um, I think they offered like Tiger a billion uh, the point of his career where he's not even finishing, um, you know, major events. And I, I, I maybe I'm getting that wrong, but they offered him an insane amount of money to go play for Live Golf. That's the amount of cash they have for whatever it is they want to do. Uh, so would they go after other sports and what sports would be the most susceptible to be taken over uh, was the question uh, that was a lot of places. Uh, one of the more um, obvious answers in the world of, of our country are all of our major sports, uh, all of them. Uh, would be susceptible to this kind of uh, money. Uh, The only um, one that might not exactly be in the same ballpark of easily accessible, and this is just because of the amount of money the players themselves uh, make, um, and actually uh, maybe you go back to the way it used to be, uh, but baseball – um, whether or not the Saudis would be interested in baseball first, sure, fine. That's an argument you have if you want one. Baseball's great, and I'm not listening. <laughs> I'm putting my ears in my my or my fingers in my ears, and I'm I'm being stubborn on that. Um, but baseball players do get a crap ton more money. Uh, Then most um, athletes get at least the the best players in the sport because, well, uh, baseball doesn't have the same salary cap that other sports have. So, like, if you offer a LeBron James uh, 500 million or a billion dollars to go play basketball in a brand new startup league, there's a chance that might succeed uh, with a few other high name players. And uh, maybe even you throw some money at Michael Jordan, I bet you he could still hoop a man. Now, I don't think Jordan would take the money uh, either. But no, I, I think that it's an interesting question. And a valuable one because uh, the PGA Tour template has proven easily successful uh, for an organization that has a lot more money if they want to start throwing it around. And maybe that'll be MLB hates you. Thank you, Texter. I know. I know Van Camp says it all the time. I, I know. I hear Van Camp say it all the time. And I I don't listen uh, when he says it. Uh, MLB baseball doesn't hate me. MLB baseball doesn't give a crap about me. It's It's an indifference. I'm not sure it would be better. If I was in a relationship with someone who felt the way about me that MLB baseball feels about me, I would leave them, uh, whether it was the Van Camp way of hating me or the my version of it where they don't care about me at all or they don't text back. I'm essentially being ghosted all the time by MLB baseball. But whatever it is, uh, I know they're they're not really all that considerate to my feelings, and I'd like them to be. Maybe I have an intervention. Maybe I sit down with a relationship coach our relationship uh, therapist, and we have a nice weekend of it. I don't know. Uh, But I think MLB probably won't return the text. But it's different. It's a different thing. I don't think they hate me. I just think they assume I'll be there no matter what. And so far, uh, they've been right. I am – what do the kids say? I'm, I'm. um, you know, very much a a simp for the MLB. Uh, I don't know if anybody understood that. I don't even know if I used it right, but darn it, I don't care. Um, But, yeah, there's other sports. And especially, I think, and in this story they say, the NBA – uh, mostly because the NBA has started already to deal with players who go where they can uh, demand certain money or demand certain uh, circumstances. Uh, an NBA player right now has a lot more power uh, than most owners of most sports have uh, compared to their their um, their players. Uh, I think MLB baseball and the bargain, the, um, you know, the the um, agreements they always come to, the The uh, craziness and the strikes and whatnot uh, caused that world to be a little bit more complex. Uh, I think the NFL probably, if you threw enough money at really great players. But again, I don't know if stars um, would be the same in the world of the NFL. I think you still need to build a whole team, and you can't pay everybody a crazy amount of money. Maybe the Saudis can, but basketball, I think, makes logical sense as the sport where you could really just pay 20 guys a crap ton of money, and you take the 20 best players out of that sport, and then the sport is – Definitely different. And whatever sport the 20 uh, best players currently are playing in does look more interesting, even if everybody else is terrible. And you only have like six teams. Uh, I don't know. But that's essentially what they're talking about here. Another story I thought was interesting, a totally different uh, place uh, I saw today. I think uh, this is a a couple places, not a bunch of places. um, But researchers at Arizona State University have redesigned the first walking mannequin AI robot thing. Uh, to also um, sweat, to also shiver, um, to act as though it's breathing, uh, to essentially be human. And there's no good reason that the people at Arizona State University are doing this. There's a lot of really creepy reasons uh, they might be doing this, but they're saying they wanted AI to more mimic uh, people. You know, like you can tell when it's lying because it would – and breathe and shiver and all kinds of things. The only problem is I don't think AI would ever be worried about anything it told us. I think we'd have to program it to shiver and sweat and do all that other stuff. And, again, I don't want to dive into it, but it, it seems like, uh, according to the story, uh, there might be other other motives for uh, making AI or artificial intelligence or robots act more like people. And I don't want to go any deeper uh, for a variety of reasons into that. Uh, can you tell people at a during a meeting to turn their phones off? Uh, This was a question that was sent into one of those, you know, Dear Abbey types of places uh, that still exist out there in the world on the Internet. I think the New York Post had this story. I love this because, of course, you can. Uh, You should probably. They should do it like Dave Chappelle concerts where you collect all the cell phones uh, when people are walking into uh, the meeting room. And then as long as the meeting is, say, only an hour or something, uh, no one unless like someone has a family member. In a medical situation where they would need to be like they they know that something uh, could happen. That's that's different. You let that person keep their phone. But I think it'd be totally fine if you had a bucket and you had everybody put their phones in it and then you did the meeting. Uh, This boss is saying that they almost never see people paying attention to them uh, during work meetings. They're all still on their phones. I don't know what kind of job this is. I don't know what kind of staff this is. I'm imagining that it's a young people company. Uh, None of that's actually uh, put in the question or anything else. Uh, But the person was wondering, like, can I send an email or something else and say no phones next meeting? Uh, Yeah, we probably should do that way, way more. It probably would make a lot of sense. Uh, One last thing. I mentioned it a a second ago. I'll actually get into it in more detail after the news. Uh, But Fox has sent Tucker Carlson a cease and desist letter over his new Twitter show. Uh, They're saying that it breaches his contract. He is saying, I don't give a crap, uh, essentially. I'm not sure. I actually didn't see his whole response yet. But I I think part of it is I'm not going to be silenced anymore. You know what's really interesting uh, to me about this? And as I said, I'll dive into it more uh, after the news. If Tucker Carlson doesn't care about the money, Fox can't stop him. Uh, They can't force him to not be on television if he doesn't want to be on or not be on Twitter if he doesn't want to be on their payroll uh, because that's the biggest thing they can take away from him, the money that is offered in his contract for the next year and a half. It would be like any other breach of contract thing where someone would eventually fire you for cause. It's It's not like they can throw him in jail for what he's doing. So essentially he's saying I don't care about $20 million a year for free for the next two years. You almost never see that. In the world of entertainment person versus entertainment company, where entertainment person decides to stay off of whatever platform or platforms uh, the company owns, that they can keep you off. Most people collect a check, uh, at least in the world of of our entertainment. And for some reason, Tucker's like, screw it. So uh, I think he will definitely win or maybe lose, but it's still a win to him. Uh, but I do think it's interesting. Uh, but more on that in a bit. 1470 is an AM, 100.3 is an FM, all over the internet, WMBDRadio.com and the WMBD Radio app. Or tell your smart speaker, hey, play wmbd radio hear craig talk about aliens and hear will stevenson talk about this
1: about how much he wants 20 million dollars to do nothing for the next year and yeah i'd
0: life. take the money yeah i'm, not, I, I'm gonna be yeah, honest yeah
1: i'm not too proud <laughs> i'm my pride is is yeah. uh, it's a very low bar for yeah i try to rebuild the career in 2025 yeah, it'd be fine yeah take a vacation a very right. nice expensive vacation <laughs>
0: a long long vacation Hmm. 1470 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, the best segment of the show about to start. Betty's word of the day. I had a bunch of messages over the weekend about how much my, um, my demeanor changes uh, when you're on the radio with me. I'm not uh, crazy and yelling about aliens. I'm very happy uh, to look at my wife next to me in the studio. And that's true. How are you doing? Good, Craig. Okay. How's your day today? I know you only have a few days this week and then you're off to Mexico on Thursday and you are being Betty about it, uh, which means that you're getting a bunch of stuff done. You're scheduling it. Uh, The person who fills in for you at the end of this week and early next week, probably I'm going to say it. You don't have to say it. Going to have it easy because Betty is doing a bunch (laughs) of work right now. Uh, But how are you feeling?
5: good uh so far so good i'm already like half done all my stuff like scheduling stuff for next makes
0: sense and you showed up at like seven this morning you got here early yeah i bought you a a super giant coffee uh, from starbucks again caramel macchiato and a cookie and then you've been crushing it uh, all day Um, yeah
5: uh, yeah (laughs) it's just it's fun sometimes when uh the day go so fast, mm-hmm. although we were complaining during the weekend about how June is already, like, I can't going believe, super fast. Yes, I can't believe it's already the 12th of June today. Yes, today is a, the June yeah, 12th.
0: it feels like June just started. I yep, don't know what's happening. Yep, I don't yep, know what's going on. We're
5: just getting awkward. It's crazy. Well, <laughs> and we,
0: were, we were putting together a piece of furniture, uh, a piece of furniture that had a lot of pieces to it, and I bopped you in the head on a Sunday
5: and felt yes. terrible about yes. it. Yes, I was like, uh, okay. I horrible about Perfect it. Because you, you were
0: trying to <laughs> you were trying to lean in and show me where the piece goes and I was trying to lean in to put the piece in and I I, I smacked you like, um, and then <laughs> yes. I I like melted and I drove you <laughs> immediately to Starbucks yeah. and I got you a yeah. coffee then too. Yeah. And a cookie. Yeah. And I'm sorry still. I still oh, I okay. want to say no, it on the no, radio.
5: No, Don't worry about okay. it anymore. It was 100% a mistake. My little bump in my head is down.
0: There's so. <laughs> <laughs> no bump. I don't see a bump. Don't do that. Don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I'll be arrested by the end of the show. He heard <laughs> Betty
5: know, yeah, no, no, there's
0: no bump. It was but totally it was like horrible. an accident. Yes, yeah, it was yes, terrible. Yes, I felt bad well, you, you felt bad. You've been bumping your head a bunch on my um, Jeep. You've been bumping your head like two or three times. And so that morning you had bumped your head and got mad at yourself, like, why do I keep doing this? And then I bumped you in the head. Yeah, It well, just seemed like a weekend of it's, Betty it's, getting bopped in the
5: head. It's the thing that you say. I just wanted to uh, make things on. Well, mm-hmm. uh, every time that I try to Mexico, you I, get stressed. I wanted to make sure, yeah. like, you have food mm-hmm. on, like, the freezer yep. and, like, all the food on yes. the fridge. is. Your store right. now, the store that is already like. Expired, we were taking a lot of trips like to that. stores.
0: You were buying stuff because you're making things to give to your family. Yep. Um, you're going to Mexico. I don't know if we've told people this. You're going to be the sponsor at somebody's confirmation. Yeah. A niece of yours yep. uh, wanted you to be. Uh, their, um, their communion person yes. and you couldn't make it. I couldn't make it. So now you're going to do yes. the confirmation yeah. and you've made these handmade bracelets yes. for every single member of your, your family, all the women in your family yeah. that are like little um, like angels and stuff. It's very adorable. Yeah. And you've been making these entirely <laughs> yes. by hand for the last few days.
5: Yeah, I, I, I don't know why mm. I do this to myself but I just wanted to uh, have them like a little reminder about the event and yes. how special it is for right. for me. Handmade so, stuff. Yes. Right. It's, it's amazing. Very <laughs> Be, being very. Right.
0: And you've also been, you know, bopped in the head a bunch of times now. Yeah. And I still feel really bad <laughs> yes. about it. If you want another Starbucks on the way home, I'll get you no, on the way no, home. No, okay. no, okay.
5: no, I'm okay. okay. fine. Right, Thank fine. you, Craig. Right, I appreciate it. Uh, you
0: do have a Spanish word of the day at some point. I,
5: to to? I have one. Okay. I have do you want one. to do
0: that now or do you want to hold on to it for a second?
5: Oh, uh,
0: it's up to you. You are the producer, Jose. The producer, host Yes. Of this segment. Well, I do have another story that I wanted to. Share. Okay, um, And it's going to wind up demonstrating that you're right and I'm wrong because uh, you get okay. stuff right. And
5: I- <laughs> tell me that. Give me that okay well, again. Okay, That's like yes. One. You're
0: very happy about I this.
5: like this. So
0: uh, Diet Coke is low in calories and um, Diet Soda is low in calories. And so at times when I don't drink regular soda, yeah. I tell you Diet Soda is... Way better for me. Yeah, and you tell me what? You tell me no. Uh, no. <laughs> you tell me that there's something in the soda that's probably also uh, bad. Sugar loss. Okay, or what s- stuff? Or, uh, I yes. Something. Apparently, the zero sugar uh, soda. Uh, trend does not do anything better for our bodies, according to a new study. Um, it is not actually better and it, it might even be worse for yep. storing fat in our bodies. What, what? Yeah. Yep. Totally. It might be worse for storing fat in our bodies. Um, some of the ingredients in it. I don't see sucralose specifically mentioned. It also might wreak havoc on our teeth. Uh, there's a bunch of different negatives in the world of a diet and also still soda. Um, actually, they do mention, uh, aspartame and Yeah, some those...
5: aspartame. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Well, it's just like so some many ingredients, like hidden ingredients that yeah. just like they use them for I mean, they mm-hmm. advertise Diet Coke and Diet whatever. I don't want to say brands. No, it's
0: fine. The story also says artificial sweeteners have been linked to increased heart attack and stroke and also diabetes. So yes. a bunch of stuff that's bad. So also to and not
5: it great. And DNA, mm-hmm. too.
0: Oh, this person. What? I love Coke Zero. I'm sorry, man.
5: I, I do, too. I know. <laughs> See?
0: That's what you <laughs> I agree. love uh,
5: yeah. Pepsi Zero, yeah. too. You and do. Yes. Yeah. I like it a lot. And But for the like,
0: most part, you tell me no when yeah, I say it. but okay,
5: sometimes yeah. during yeah. there was yeah. like, we mm-hmm. just... Don't think All about right. it.
0: And I got I one guess. more one more story for you before you give me the Spanish word of the day. Uh, this went viral. Uh, this is a young woman. Her name is Tara. She is 24 years old. She lives in Little Rock, Little Rock Arkansas. Uh, apparently, she's got a damaged roof. Her roof is kind of broken. Uh, and she had the people come over, the repair people. Uh, they said it's going to be $10,000 to fix it. So, um, by the way, this is the Internet talking, not me. Uh, People find this woman attractive. They think she's very good looking. So she went up to the top of her roof and she took some photos and she asked for people to give her money. And they said, well, if you get a little bit saltier up on the roof, we'll give you some money. Yeah. Uh, so she went back up on the roof, and she was kidding. She didn't go you know, all the way, but she uh, basically took some more risque photos. And it seems like the Internet is now raising funds for her, and they might be paying for her roof. Um, what is your thoughts on this young woman and her ability to make almost $10,000 on the Internet? She didn't even launch like a, a dirty adult uh, thing. She just yeah. asked for money and then also – did what the internet asked for her kind of, and now people are giving her money. <laughs> That's the world we live well,
5: in. Well, people can do whatever they want with the with their money if right. they want. If they are willing to help her, yeah, why not? Why not? Like, does every, Everybody's doing everything. Yeah. And if she's social, doing a striptease
0: version of photos on social media. You wouldn't judge her for that.
5: Okay, <laughs> all right. So maybe not. Well, okay.
0: All right. Well, if our roof ever breaks, I'm definitely not uh, getting up on the roof and stripping. And uh, you're not doing it either. I don't think we're doing that at all. Uh, but more power to her. Uh, Tara, 24. As I said, uh, some people consider her attractive. I can't tell.
5: I you no you cannot. Okay. No idea. Whatsoever, Craig, Betty. T- tell me the truth. Um,
0: <laughs> Why are you talking about? I don't even know. Maybe. I mean, according to are somebody, you blind? somebody out who knows. Uh, you could say. It. All right. What's the Spanish word of the day, buddy?
5: Okay. I have. Um, by the way, uh, now that you are mentioning Tara, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, like I remember names pretty easy. Yes, you do. And I remember. Uh, Michael M.T., our friend from the mm-hmm. BFW, mm-hmm. he has a goat named, Tara. named Tora. Tora,
0: okay, there yes. you go.
5: Nicely done. And, uh, Shout out to Tora, M.T.'s goat named Tora. Yes, and he has four horns i love that and i
0: love that i tell my wife a story this is see this is how sweet betty is i tell you a story about a young woman who's stripping on a roof to pay for her um uh repair of her roof and you remember a goat named torah oh,
5: well because he's sick <laughs> and he's, uh, he's right he's not in a good condition no, that's and, uh, a lovely lovely you reaction seem super sad <laughs> right yes is sad.
0: well you're praying for torah i'm praying for torah that was <laughs> Tora, very sweet
5: torah the goat <laughs> anyways All right. okay so i have a word Mm-hmm. For you, correct? Yep. It's one of my favorite uh, insects. Okay. Uh, the name of the word mm-hmm. is uh, in Spanish. Is luciernaga.
0: Luciernaga.
5: Yes, you got it. Why?
0: Thank you. I feel like I've heard you say that one before because it's one of your favorite insects. Luciernaga. Yes, because
5: I think I asked you before how do you say this mm-hmm. uh, word in English, uh, and I describe you the insect because mm-hmm. you didn't have idea mm-hmm. what I was talking about, mm-hmm. and luciernaga. I love that. Uh, insect hold on
0: i think yes. i know what the word means by the way you're yeah. talking about a lightning bug
5: yeah Yay. yeah
0: Luciernaga. Well, because loose is the word for Light. lights in spanish yeah and also yes you really like lightning bugs which also makes you adorable
5: and there was one
0: time where there was a lightning bug inside of our house and you yeah. were telling me about the Luciernaga. so i yes. definitely remember it
5: and i told you like try so hard to put it outside mm-hmm. of the house without hurting the yep, yep. that
0: was a that was a requirement. I had to catch the um, and release it without any harm. Yes, which I used to do all the time as a kid. So I was a pro at that.
5: Okay, we used nice, to catch yes. them
0: in little jars. And then we used to hold them for a bit. And then we used to let them go. Yep. So
5: yeah. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm, did that all the time.
5: Yeah, because uh, <laughs> apparently we are gonna lose them. They're like less, less, less. In oh, really? this world. Yes.
0: Is that why you thought of that story today?
5: No, actually, because uh, you were talking about lights at home. I
0: was. And, yeah. um, oh, okay, wait. I, I mentioned that <laughs> earlier in the show. I mentioned yes. that earlier. We went to the dollar store, yeah. and I forget where we went. Something about the stuff, the art you're bringing to Mexico. And I found this amazing deal. That's what I kept yep, telling you yep. on these mm-hmm. these lights, yeah. these daylight lights that last year. Rolling I, your I, eyes actually,
5: I asked you to grab a, a little a little cart, those ones. That a little you handheld are like, cart, yeah. Yes. But and, I got
0: the push cart. And I filled it with lights.
5: And I never—I probably is the first time I, in the history that me myself shopping in a, a dollar tree where you have that many things. When I had that many things mm-hmm. and also using a big shopping cart.
0: <laughs> well, we needed it, Betty, because those lights are important. But hold on—the reason that I just got excited that you mentioned that when I changed the lights in the in the upstairs bathroom and it's now brighter and sunnier in there. You yes, like
5: it? I was so happy.
0: You love it. Okay, yes, see, I told you. I knew Especially,
5: Especially yesterday, mm-hmm. the whole Sunday was gloomy, yes. gray, and kind of like And if you walked like into our bathroom and
0: turned the lights on, it felt like and you were on like, like, yeah. <laughs> the
5: sun. And finally, the sun is in the house. Yes, I knew yes, it. I did yes, the right yes. thing. Luciernaga's. Luciernaga. Okay.
0: Whatever those lights are called.
5: Luciernaga's plural. uh uh-huh. Luciernaga single. Luciernaga. Yeah.
0: Got it. Totally nailed it. And
5: they uh, actually, they light, I didn't know this, but they light to attract Um, Mates. Okay,
0: that's nice. So they're they're attracting mates the entire time they're lighting up.
5: Wow. yeah, wow, I'm they, are,
0: they are interested <laughs> in mating more than I realized they yeah. were. Okay, good yeah. show.
5: <laughs> it's just like a very, like, yeah. I don't know how to uh, no. explain. Like how you can explain the light. Mm-hmm. On, on The
0: Luciana guys night. are as interested in mating as a lot of the people are that are giving money to this young 24-year-old woman to fix a roof. Quick break, a lot more. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. Thanks as always, Betty. You did amazing.
5: You're welcome, Craig.
0: 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. I don't know if I've ever given everybody an inside look at how i generate topics to talk about on this show but it's a few different ways Uh, the first thing i do is try to find the news that matters most to you or to me and then those things make the show uh, well, some of those, a good amount of those things, make the show. Uh, then I try to find stuff that hopefully I can uh, turn into something more fun, lighthearted. And then also sometimes headlines just grab me, and there's no way that these uh, stories are not going to be discussed. Uh, this is one of those times. Option three, headline. I went on my bachelor party in Ibiza, and I later woke up inside an airline overhead bin. Is is the headline of this story? That's that's insane. That should be the next Hangover movie. Uh, if they make any more of those. I don't know how you, you like get away from that. I don't even know how that happened in all honesty. One minute you're at a club in Ibiza is what this guy said on his social media account. He uh, lives in Australia. The next you wake up inside a Renair overhead carriage. 40 dudes at the back of the plane were having the time of their lives. Uh, they pushed me in there, mate. And then I was there as the plane landed. <laughs> I like I don't know why that was the moment you you wake up when you're like, Oh man, this is not good. Uh this seems real bad. No, uh to the texture that just said Roofied, no. The guy was willingly uh intoxicated to the degree that he didn't remember uh getting in the overhead bin in an airplane that his friends all pushed him in as they were landing the plane and then woke up and the first thing he remembers after the night of drinking is is climbing out of an overhead. I mean, there has to be a lot more people on that plane who went with this joke and were fine with it. I imagine there weren't very many minutes uh, where the dude was up there. I, I'm going to think that it was a very short amount of time or that somehow they did it and no one <laughs> noticed. But there actually is a video of the guy climbing out of the overhead bin. So if you're going to accuse this of being a lie, uh, they staged it very well. Uh, more than half a million people saw the video on Sunday. Uh, guy claims it was probably the drunkest he's ever been. And it surprised no one at uh, the end of that story. Uh, I saw this. I'm a sleep expert is the headline to this story. Uh, A U.K. psychologist is the one who's putting this out there on social media. If there's a heat wave, one simple suggestion from this uh, psychologist, don't go to bed naked. Now, that's what it is. Uh, She says that you would think that it would make you cool, but it actually won't. There's going to be some other reasons that apparently you're still going to be very warm. A part of it will be the stress of being naked. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to respond to this. Uh, The only thing that I I do believe to be true, and the reason probably I'm finding this so funny, is that um, I've talked about on the show before, and now I'm going to get way overly personal with you, the listener. But uh, for a second time today, keep it between us. Don't tell anybody else. I've talked about it on the show before how my wife is from Mexico, and she doesn't like air conditioning, and I, I fight it for as long as I can. Uh, sometimes in apartments we got in Chicago, they wouldn't even have air conditioning, and Betty would be like, yeah, sure, it's cheaper. Let's go, and I'll be like, okay, let's figure it out. And so I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm you know a full birthday suit. But, yes, uh, stripping down was one of the moves that you make. And no blankets of any kind. And Betty would still use a blanket of some kind, which impressed me a lot. But, yeah, no, you go as, as, as little items as possible. I thought that worked, at least one psychologist is saying no, because something in my brain was telling me that I needed more heat because I had nothing to cover myself, uh, well, almost nothing to cover myself. So, apparently, I was still screwing up. Um, luckily, we've turned our air conditioning on uh, for anyone worried about it now. We, we are um, our main bedroom, the master is in the upstairs of our house, and heat rises, and so it becomes intolerable, even to Betty, uh, if we don't do any air conditioning at all. So I'm very, very happy about that. Uh, one other thing that I saw in the news and I thought was just kind of odd or interesting today, uh, Floyd Mayweather had a what was supposed to be friendly exhibition boxing match, uh, which I don't know how those can exist. Once you start punching each other, I feel like friendly goes out the window. Uh, John Gotti III is the person that he was fighting. I guess at some point, yes, a grandson of the famous, uh, the infamous mobster. Uh, yes, that's who was fighting Floyd Mayweather. I guess at some point, the referee tried to call the fight, and John Gotti III, in true Gotti fashion, decided we're not calling nothing and kept trying to fight. Um, Not only did they have to get broken up in the ring and both fighters like pulled into their corners, but apparently the entourages for both groups of people started fighting each other on the ground uh, near where the boxing match was going on. And some on social media were saying that fight was better uh, than the fight that happened in the ring. How interesting to bring like an entourage With you as Floyd or as John Gotti the third, and to have a fight break out so crazy that everybody's fighting after, and you can even decide like who was loyal, uh, like a good mobster should, uh, by looking into what people fought, what people didn't, and apparently a lot of people proved their loyalty to John Gotti the third over the weekend by getting in a fight with Floyd's people. Although I did also see that Floyd's people were better fighters, uh, so they won many of the fights, uh, much like I think Floyd Mayweather was probably winning his fight against John Gotti III. But that's not a story or a headline or a topic you see every single day. Now, that's out there. That's in the news, and people are not really discussing it uh, as much as we should because we've got to talk about uh, some of the other political stuff, which I will get to uh, after the news. I will do the top five at 5 o'clock in about eight minutes, nine minutes, and I'll talk about um, an amazing answer uh, to a question, and I'm probably being very sarcastic uh, when I say that, but an answer to a question uh, given by uh, John Kirby, a spokesman for the White House, um, connected to uh, why he said last week something wasn't true about China and Cuba, and now he's saying it is true. It's it's hilarious um, how he's trying to still claim I told the truth the whole time. Even though I denied something that's definitely true, I was I was being very, very specific about my language, and you should have detected it. But I'll get to that story in just a little bit. Uh, but one last silly thing that I saw, a family found one million pennies while clearing out their parents' basement. A million pennies. A couple in L.A., I don't know why, there was a million pennies down there that's only about $10,000, and they can't find anyone to take it, not even banks Banks have no interest in showing up and hauling off uh, that many pennies, even though it's worth, as I said, uh, $10,000. That's got to be one of the craziest discoveries uh, that anyone has, a tight crawl space of some kind somewhere in the basement that was just loaded with pennies. Uh, Someone in the family just started putting them there instead of putting them anywhere else. Uh, Just think about taking those to the Coinstar. And by the way, actually, if you put too much change in the Coinstar – uh, this is a pro tip. I have learned this for real. It says that it's it's got too much money in it. You need to calm down. You need to wait. Please let us catch up. And then it pauses for a while, and it makes Betty laugh a whole lot. So I highly recommend doing it. And if you do put a whole lot of change in the coin star, also invite Betty along. All right. Quick break, as I said. Will's got the news. Top five at five coming up after 1470. WMBD. It's the Craig Collins show. Top five stories at five o'clock. Let's get right to them. The first story, top five at five, of course, is Trump and how he will tomorrow appear in court to face the uh, accusation that he mishandled classified documents or, well, the several different counts of um, doing things wrong. Uh, that uh, is all over the news and all talked about because, one, it's Trump, and two, sure, the, the thing he's actually accused of doing is bad. Um, however, the the thing he's accused of doing, what I think is interesting about it, is it's uniquely not really all that much worse than anything that, say, Biden or Hillary Clinton or uh, Mike, then, uh, Vice President Mike Pence did. Uh, the difference is that he might have tried to fight it for longer than they did. And I say might have. For a very important reason, and I promise you it's not a biased reason. Um, I, I was looking at an AP story comparing the Biden documents to the Trump documents and the narrative we have, and this was months ago. Uh, this wasn't even recently. And what I thought was interesting about it is for the Biden documents, what it says is a small number, but we don't actually have an, an official number from any. They haven't even told us a number of documents uh, that they found in his home, in his garage. I think in the trunk of his car. I'm not sure if that part's true. I actually think that part might not be true. Just in a box in his garage. They also found some classified documents. And none of these are from when Biden's the president. This is when he was a vice president or when he was a senator. Uh, Some of these could range back years and years and years. And yet still, uh, the amount of news information we have is a small amount, a small number, not that big of a deal. And then with Trump, you know, a lot more. I do think that's interesting that for some reason, uh, even though I'm sure there's an appetite um, for us to know these things, most of news media just doesn't seem to care. And then the biggest thing, and this is according to Bill Barr, who did his own weird version of like a media tour. Bill Barr is a unique guy to me. Uh, He's a guy that for a while was absolutely respected as a former attorney general. He was a guy that seemed to say a lot of things that you would say if you were defending uh, the former president. Well, in that role – And then all of a sudden he turned and he turned hard against Trump and Trump has uh, accused and ridiculed him uh, quite a bit for being bad at his job, too. That's all happened now. Uh, But Bill Barr seemed to almost take delight in the amount of interviews he was asked to do. And I don't know if people seem to think that that Barr is a conservative voice because he's he's not Um, he's far from it. He's a very anti-Trump voice. I think what Alan Dershowitz said is probably a more valuable uh, position for a conservative uh, expert voice to, to take on this. But anyway, I'll play some of what Barr uh, said about, uh, one, the the um, back and forth in the world of politicians and whether or not this matters and why what Trump did is so uniquely different than what everybody else did that also had classified documents in places they weren't supposed to have them.
1: Um, what about this, this chief argument that comes up for the
2: president's allies and his legal team that this should have been handled under the Presidential Records Act, not this uh, Espionage Act charge and other federal statutes that were used here? Well, it started out under the Presidential Records Act and and the archives trying to retrieve documents that Trump had no right to have. But it quickly became clear that what the government was really worried about were these classified and very sensitive documents. I was shocked by the degree of sensitivity of these documents and how many there were, frankly. And uh, so the government's agenda was to.
0: And again, we also don't know the amount of documents or what the exact documents were uh, that Biden had. Uh, We don't know what was on 30,000 emails that Hillary Clinton's lawyers deleted. Uh, That's a real story. Look that up. Don't think of me as someone saying something that's just made up and untrue. Look it up. Uh, The lawyer said they had every right to do it because those emails were personal ones and not relevant to the government. So he can delete them, uh, which is something Trump was telling his lawyers to do uh, with a lot of his classified documents. And finally, Mike Pence. Uh, We don't have um, as much information as we do about Trump, about Pence. So it's interesting to hear uh, Barr say that these are these are the most classified, the highest of classification, and that nobody else had anything even remotely like this, even though they also had classified stuff. It's very odd how uh, this, um, you know pictures
2: being painted a unique way. Get those, uh, protect those documents and get them out. And I think it was perfectly appropriate to do that. It was the right thing to do. Uh, and I think the counts under the Espionage Act, uh, that he willfully retained those documents are solid counts. Now, I, I do think we have to wait and see what the defense uh, says and, and, and what proves to be true. But Correct. I do think that even half, what Andy McCarthy said, which is, if even half of it is true, then he's toast. I mean, it's a it's a pretty, it's a very detailed indictment. Uh, and it's very, very damn.
0: Here's the thing. I'm not going to try to overly defend Trump. I think Trump probably committed a crime, uh, a crime that he could get in trouble for and probably will get in trouble for, although however they fight it will be interesting. And again, you can't officially decide what did or didn't happen till all the information comes out. I have heard uh, the rumors that there was a standing order that anything that Trump took out of the White House was declassified. Um, that defense actually worked um, in a different way for a former president, George W. Bush. Uh, so if there's someone that will step forward and say that they heard uh, Trump declare that, uh, that is essentially something that helped Bush not get in trouble for something that they wound up uh, leaked. Well, I think it was Dick Cheney leaked to the press and looked that up, too, because uh, that did go to court and uh, they did beat uh, the accusation that they, uh, you know, um, declassified something that wasn't declassified, and the president has a lot of power there. But I'm not, I'm not totally saying that I believe that yet. You got to see more information. You got to see more details. Uh, but anyway, the thing that I think is most fascinating is what Barr is really saying: is every time we caught somebody else, we, being the intelligence community, uh, with classified documents they shouldn't have. Uh, they turned them over and there was no back and forth sort of fight over them and whether or not they were personal or not outside of Hillary. She just full deleted some emails and stuff. Uh, she didn't turn anything over. She didn't have any physical copies. Uh, so she just she just uh, blew some stuff up um, electronically, more or less. And that was it. That was all done. Um, but for Trump, since he fought them, He essentially made them mad and also committed other crimes um, through the process. And the only reason that they're going to throw the hammer at him and not throw the hammer at people who also committed felonies, um, lots of people uh, who have been politicians and committed crimes and not been in trouble for them, is they were nicer to us. They participated more. They treated us better. There is no proof uh, that anything Trump had wound up getting into any of the wrong hands or actually putting anyone in our country at risk. I know that seems unfair to some to say. But it's just true. It's just a simple truth. I did see this, though. I'll throw this out and then I'll move on to other topics. Uh, I think CNN uh, did this poll. So take it with a grain of salt, although it is a YouGov uh, CBS News poll. Still take it with a grain of salt. Thirty eight percent of likely GOP primary voters say that they um, do not or they think, excuse me, uh, that Trump risked national security by the documents that he had. Thirty eight percent. The rest of the country, which means everybody but GOP voters, 80 percent. That's a little bit of a, a trick in how they do that, because, of course, Democrats are higher than 80 percent. Independents are lower. Uh, but when you looked at their poll and the amount of people they asked, uh, apparently the the disparity is is huge. And the position that people are taking is this make Trump unelectable to anyone other than conservatives, that independents will now more so uh, than before be unlikely to vote uh, for former President Trump. And that is itself something. And we'll see again in court what does and doesn't happen. But I do think it's interesting uh, that essentially, if you, um, you know, made people matter in the process of getting documents back, but they eventually got them not took longer, uh, because Biden took a really long time to let people know that he probably had documents in a box in his garage, a really long time, longer than Trump had his documents out in the wild. And yet, uh, the the position and, and this is the story we're told is that Biden said go look for them they found them they recovered them uh, no harm no foul no no problem at all and I don't even know how they got there uh, essentially is what uh, Biden said and that was good enough uh, for everybody in the intelligence community uh, Trump very different all right top five at five I should get to other topics uh, Fox News sent a cease and desist letter to Tucker Carlson uh, what I think is very interesting about this is it's very rare in the world of media. For someone that makes a crap ton of money or entertainment or whatever you want to call it, to forego a crap ton of money in a willingness to still put a product out there uh, in any platform whatsoever. So this actually is the most respectable thing uh, Tucker Carlson has done in in the world of entertainment to anybody. Uh, We can agree or disagree, and, and I'm not trying to say that I hate Tucker or anything like that. Uh, or Love Tucker, or anything like that. Uh, but we can de- agree or disagree on the different topics he talks about, and the things he says, and his take on stuff. Uh, what he's doing right now, uh, willingly foregoing millions and millions of dollars, is something that you almost never see. Um, and uh, Conan O'Brien didn't do it. Uh, he wound up going away for a while. Uh, there's lots and lots of other examples of people just from Fox alone, whose contracts end, who take the money and wait until they can be on television again, and Tucker decided no. And so I do think there's a lot to admire about that action, about that decision, no matter how you feel about the individual, because he's saying he would rather have a conversation uh, with his followers, his supporters or or maybe the people who hate him. And there was a lot of stats that a lot of people who hated Tucker watched his show nightly. Um, but he wants to have a conversation with people who wants to do the job of, of being, uh, you know, a pundit. More so than just making a crap ton of money. And I know I got a text from someone that said maybe he's making more money from Twitter or more money some other way. Yeah, I'm sure that sort of stuff is is possible, although I don't think any ads are running right now on his Twitter page. And I don't know that Twitter's paying him. They've not admitted anything like that. But I think even more so, he doesn't care. It seems like Tucker Carlson just wants to keep making a product that he puts out there into the world. And I, as I said, no matter how you feel about him, that actually is admirable in a world where most people take the check and, and leave. Uh, one other thing that I thought was interesting as far as, far as a, a top five at five goes, because I'm already out of time on this one, uh, George Soros has named his successor. Uh, his successor is going to be his son, uh, billionaire liberal George Soros. who's in the news a lot. Um, he's referred to as a real boogeyman uh, by some conservatives and a fake boogeyman by some Democrats. And he overwhelmingly entirely uh, donates money uh, to uh, Democratic liberal politicians or uh, way beyond that. Uh, he has funded even uh, races for people like district attorneys uh, where he wants them to do certain things. He's got a lot of agenda and how he spends his money is very tied to the agenda things. And I don't think anyone would actually argue that no matter how political you are. Here's the reason I bring this up. His son. Uh, His name is Alex Soros, apparently is taking control. And according to uh, the Soros uh, family, the organization... And even some, some news outlets, I think the Wall Street Journal reported on this, Alex Soros is somehow more political uh, than his dad and said that there's more causes uh, that they were neglecting that he'd like to get in on, uh, causes like uh, trans rights and causes like uh, global warming in ways that apparently George Soros wasn't spending enough money. So Alex Soros, even more politically minded. Uh, than his dad, at least according to some in the news. Uh, that's an interesting story to me. All right, quick break, a lot more. Good story, bad story coming up next. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's The Craig Collins Show. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's The Craig Collins Show. Good story, bad story time. Uh, one story hopefully demonstrates to you uh, the world is worth saving, that we're all doing okay, everything's great. Uh, The other story, well, uh, more of a reflection of where we are at times uh, in our lives, uh, probably more honestly. But here we go. Uh, First, uh, a teacher uh, that recently retired. She had worked for 31 years, and she decided that she's done. Uh, She decided to retire, and she was given an option of how she wanted to leave school her last day. Uh, Wendy went big. She chose helicopter ride out as her final goodbye uh, to the classroom. Pretty awesome. Here's part of the audio. I started teaching when the walls went up in the school and it was built, watching students grow and learn and learn to believe in themselves and know that they can do hard things. Oh, my gosh. I've always said on my last day of my teaching career, I wanted to go out in a helicopter. I'm very excited for Chapter (laughs) 2. I have two beautiful grandchildren, Ren and Layton. It's going to be hard to say goodbye, bittersweet. Anyway, she left in a helicopter. Uh, They somehow set up the helicopter for her so that was sitting in front of the school, took off, uh drove her flew her home uh, landed in her front yard and then she had family members kind of waiting and waving at her as she uh, landed I think everybody gets helicopter send-off uh, no matter what it is you did as you, if, if you work like 30 years maybe the barometer is like 25 years if you do 25 years at a place helicopter should be in the rider permanently from that point on and that's a good story uh, it's cool that they put that together and made that a thing Uh, The bad story I just found really funny, and I don't know if a lot of people even heard about this. It was a um, golfer in Canada. They had the Canadian Open. I don't think the best golfers in the world played at this thing uh but Nick Taylor was the name of the person uh who won uh, Nick Taylor's a, a kind of known golfer and then another guy uh, decided to take off Adam Hadwin and congratulate him he was very excited uh to see uh, Nick Taylor win apparently security didn't know that the other guy was part of the uh, people playing in this uh tournament so security tied tackled him to the ground and you see um you see Adam go down And you see him then apologize to everybody involved for being assumed to not be a friend, to not be someone that knew what was going on, and just be a reveler uh, that had his own champagne bottle in his hand. I found it very, very amusing, uh, to say the least. And this video is all over social media, too. of a guy being like, oh, man, my buddy just won. Let me go celebrate with him. And then definitely the uh, agony of defeat is thrown all across the body. Great tackle, uh, by the way, by the security guards, too. Uh, Some other stories out there. This one could also, I guess, be bad story if you want. If you want to poo-poo aliens, fine. Uh, you go ahead and do it. A Las Vegas family dialed 911 and claimed that there were aliens in their backyard. I have the audio. I like this phone call a lot. Here we go.
1: I swear to God, this is not a joke. They're like nine foot, ten foot off. They look like aliens to so us. Big eyes. They have big eyes. <laughs> I
2: have butterflies, bro. I've only thought of shooting stars, Then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. It was like a big creature.
1: Because I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky, too, so that's yeah. why I'm kind of curious. Did you, you see anything land in your backyard? Yeah. If those nine-foot beings come back, don't call us, all right? Deal with it yourself. <laughs> that, I ain't dealing with that.
0: They got big <laughs> eyes, man. They look like they look like aliens. Uh, but a Las Vegas family claimed they saw a UFO. Uh, no news as to whether or not they were just coming off of like a, a long weekend of gambling uh and drinking, um, but they they claimed that they saw some things. I don't think there's any good video out there for any of the rest of us, uh, but at least is is all over the news. Uh, well, uh, all over some parts of the news. And I found it very, very interesting. That can be technically another bad story. Uh, one other thing I really like, I, I wouldn't call this uh, bad or good, but I thought it was interesting. It's certainly an interesting question. Uh, a poll on Reddit asked people to uh, consider which of two things you'd want. Would you rather be 30 percent smarter Right now, snap fingers magically, uh, your intelligence improves by 30% or 90% more attractive. Uh, which of the two do you want? Three times the attractiveness coming your way if you go with option two. 53% of people said that they would choose attractiveness. 46% of people said they still wanted more smarts. Uh, they wanted more intelligence. It says smarts in the paper. Uh, no one judge me and my level of intelligence. I think that's an interesting question. Uh, 309-340-4464. 309-340-4464, would you rather be 30% smarter or 90% more attractive? I wonder why they had to goose the second option so much. I wonder if you made it more similar, if you could get, like, 40% improvement on either one, which one would you go, and if people would still pick attractiveness. Because, like, as a guy who likes to shop for sales and whatnot from time to time, I'm very proud whenever I buy something cheaper than I should and I can show the uh, the receipt to the misses like all the lights that I bought at the dollar store the other day. So because of that, like the 90% instead of the 30, that sounds like more value for your dollar. I I feel like I'm leaning that way uh, just because I'm getting three times the benefit here. Um, But I I do like to be as intelligent as as I possibly can. So 30% more intelligence is nice too. But I wonder if it was more evenly split uh, where people would go. Uh, If it's more evenly split, I would easily go with – uh, more intelligent. I feel like smarts would get you further in life than just looking better. Although I think that, I, I think I mean that uniquely as a guy because uh, I do know there's a lot of social media influencers who make a lot of money, and they make a lot of money because um, I would say it seems that people are following them because they're attractive. And so there, there's an avenue uh, towards success in both ways. So 30% uh, smarter, 90% more attractive, uh, 309-340-4464. You tell me which one's the right one for you. I'd love to know. Uh, we got the news in just a second. 1470 is an AM. 100.3 is an FM. All over the internet, WMBDRadio.com or the WMBD Radio app, or tell your smart speaker, hey, play WMBD Radio and hear Will Stevenson talk about this.
1: Thank you for noticing how both smart and attractive I am, Craig.
0: <laughs> now, hear Will Stevenson talk about this.
1: <laughs> all right, fair <laughs> response. <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. Yeah, I know. All I right, appreciate ahead, that. Yep. That way you don't get sent to HR. It's, it's, uh, 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 I forgot the word.
0: 1470. WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, I totally screwed up most of my top five at five, did like a top three. So let's get to some of the other things that were planned for the top five, uh, including this. Uh, John Kirby, spokesperson for the White House, said that um, – well, I'll just play the question. A question was asked to him about why it took him a day to confirm something that was accurate about China and Cuba um, when he said that it wasn't true. Why why did he say – Initially, that no, that's inaccurate. That report is wrong. And then, very, very much, uh, just a little bit later, but I got yeah, no, it's totally right. Uh, semantically, there was one thing I didn't like about it. Uh, why? Why do you take that extra time uh, to do that? And well, there's several reasons. Uh, none of them good, and none of them really even offered by Kirby here.
1: And can you just explain why you didn't confirm all of this when it was first reported last week? You said it was inaccurate, but what was inaccurate seemed to basically be the tents that they, you know, weren't going to establish but had already established this facility. Why wait till Saturday to, to, to put this out
3: there? I'm actually really glad you asked that question. Super um, glad. Uh, I can tell you that, that uh, we were as
0: forthcoming as we should have been uh, at the time the first stories appeared, uh-huh. um, there is uh,
5: the, the sensitive nature of this information is such <laughs> that mm-hmm. we just simply couldn't go into more detail even before the first story appeared.
0: We, we could not go into more detail about something you guys all knew and were absolutely accurate about. We, we couldn't tell you the thing you were saying was correct, even though you had um, easily verifiable information. Uh, That demonstrated it to be true because someone asked me a question about this last week and they said going to not already has as far as a Chinese spy base in Cuba that already exists. This is the um, politicians being politicians thing to the most ludicrous degree in the history of things uh, possible because essentially what this is saying is something already existed. Um, reporters found out about it and wanted to ask me a question about something that already existed. But because we didn't tell you about its existence yet, we can't confirm it now, even though it's there and you can go figure that out for yourselves. We have to wait the weekend and then really know for sure that you know what you're saying you know and then we'll confirm it. But if you don't know it, if somehow we can figure out to get out of this thing that's true, we're gonna get out of it. You give yourself an extra weekend to see if there's any other lie you can come up with, and then by Monday morning like, ah man, I'm I'm out of lies. I got no more lies in my pockets. So then you go with yes it's just sensitive. We had to we had to go the way we did. No, you didn't. There there was no benefit uh, to taking a weekend looking like a moron and then eventually telling us a thing we already knew. Uh, but it happens time and again. Uh, I think it's the biggest reason uh, that the world of politics is right now a place that most Americans don't think is benefiting us. Most Americans, conservative, liberal, doesn't matter. Most people believe I think it was something like eight out of 10 conservatives and seven out of 10 Democrats uh, don't believe that the government is doing things for you. Uh, that they're not in any way, shape, or form trying to help you, and it used to be quite a bit different. The spread on that amount of people that said no and yes, at least from one side of the uh, political aisle to the other, uh, was quite a bit larger uh, than it is now, and yet we just sort of tolerate it. We just sit there and we're like, yeah, it's fine. This is fine. Uh, Kirby doesn't want to confirm for us a thing that we know exists. We'll see how he feels on Monday. And then on Monday, why didn't you tell us the truth? The answer should be uh, very easy. It should be something to the effect of, yeah, I didn't know. I, I lied. I just tried to give myself more time. I screwed up. What was I thinking? I'm an idiot. Or just like full on quit, resign. I don't know what it would be. Uh, but anything other than it made sense to us from an intelligence perspective to not confirm a thing that you guys already knew existed. It made, That's what made sense. So we had to do it that way. There's no other way to do it. I couldn't have done it any differently. Uh, another story out there that I thought was interesting. And then, yes, I'll get to a little bit more of the the Trump stuff. Um, And I'm not trying to demean the Trump. I'm not trying to say the Trump stuff doesn't matter uh, by the amount that I'm covering it today. Um, But it is a court case that will take a long time to play out. And the right thing to say is that you don't know everything until the court case plays out. I say that about a lot of other stuff. If you want to accuse me of being a hypocrite, uh, go back and check the tapes. I say that very often in a lot of other legal situations. uh, So whether or not we will even know the answer to is Trump guilty of the thing that he's accused of doing, that'll probably be after the election, well after we pick uh, a Republican um, nominee to face off against Joe Biden or maybe somebody else Uh, who knows how that will all go over the next couple of years or year and a half. Uh, But we we will probably have the answers to all those questions before we have an answer to the question, is Trump found guilty of this specific crime? Uh, So maybe that's why. I'm not talking about it as much as I I feel like everybody else is. Uh, But just quickly, I thought this was interesting um, the new CEO of Twitter has vowed to make it the most accurate information source on the Internet, um, and people are making fun of her for that. Uh, she said that there's no way you can do that with Elon Musk in charge. Elon Musk um, uh, echoed her statement and said that, that is the true goal of Twitter, uh, to make it something that is uh, willing. And you know what? Here's what I'll say about that, and then the obvious dumb to me Twitter hate Uh, that exists out there right now, um, or the Elon Musk hate that even exists out there right now, that really just seems um, one uh, track mind in nature, being mad that conservative voices are louder now on Twitter than they used to be. Uh, Liberal voices are as loud as they ever were. You can hear, you can see, uh, you can find liberal takes, no problem, not difficult at all on Twitter, but conservative voices are not as hidden as they were in the past. Uh, But here's what I'll say. Even Elon Musk has been the subject of a correction on his Twitter account by the community on Twitter that was accurate, where they said the thing he was saying wasn't true. He had context added to his own tweet. Uh, that's a system they've, they've developed. That's a system, it sounds like, that the new CEO wants to lean into even more. And it, to me, is a system that makes sense, is that if you use the hive mind uh, to tell us what is and isn't true, and you include all of the hive mind, not just the side of the aisle you like, that eventually the internet can connect enough people together uh, to source something po- like correct or incorrect more more frequently, uh, more accurately than it does when it's a bunch of people sitting uh, working for a company in California who all believe the same thing. If you let enough voices uh, in on the the you know game, I think eventually you do actually get a more accurate picture of what is true or not. And that's essentially all they're saying. Um, it's being crapped on all over. A bunch of Democratic politicians uh, are attacking. Uh, Twitter and attacking this stance. I think Nancy Pelosi uh, might also uh, be out there. Or at least um, Nancy Pelosi's story uh, might be being used as an example of something. Uh, but I'll just say this again in response to all of it is how, how dumb uh, this conversation seems to me, how 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 stupid, uh, when at the end of the day, all the platform wants to do is allow uh, multiple voices to, to say multiple things. Uh, like I said, uh, you can find all of the same left leaning takes that existed on Twitter before very easily. All those accounts are still on there. All those people can be followed. It's, it's not difficult to find something that doesn't agree with a conservative narrative uh, on social media. But it, it seems as though at least the the people that got used to Twitter being what it was before are mad the other voices as loud as theirs is which is worrisome. It's not just uh, something that's stupid or silly. It's something that actually is sort of dangerous. Uh, One other thing I want to play this. This is Trump attorney uh, Alina Habba. She's saying that um, there will be no uh, plea deal, that Trump did nothing wrong. I think she said this on Fox uh, over the weekend. It will be interesting, as I said, to sort of wait and see what the end result of the court case is. Yeah. um, Ninety something percent. Of these types of cases tried by the federal government, end up in convictions, end up in guilty verdicts, uh, sure. Uh, but one of the actual early um, thoughts is that if you build a jury that actually is uh, not biased, that that represents two different political opinions, that there might be enough people in that jury that thinks that it's bad luck for the United States to have a president go to jail, so they might, um, you know, decide it's a mistrial and not even and not even do this. Uh, there's there's actually a possibility of that that people decide that it won't progress any further uh, in the jury. I think that's interesting. Don't totally understand it, but still throwing it out there as one potential scenario. That means it's not in the 90-something percentile. But it's certainly not looking good uh, for the former president. I'll say that, too. Uh, but here's what his lawyer said.
2: Any chance that he would take a plea deal, especially if there is, you know, he's he's got the
0: state indictment in New York. Um, he is facing another potential federal indictment on January 6th charges. You've got
1: the Georgia special grand jury those indictments if there are any could come in in august is there any thought of the president's mind you please some of this away you got to focus on the campaign which is
5: in itself an exhausting very consuming process no i could (laughs) never imagine i know i would never advise that especially when he's not done anything wrong you take a plea deal to make something go away that's an admission of guilt he would never admit guilt Um, because there was nothing
0: wrong. i got to be honest, though, actually, um, in hearing that, if there was no jail time whatsoever, if uh, there was not going to be any penalty, not any giant fine, I just uh, I'm sorry I did something wrong thing, uh, even if his contention is still that he did nothing wrong. But it actually did go away. And there'd never be a plea deal where that's what would be offered to him, which is why this question is so dumb from Fox News, uh, because any plea deal that winds up being jail time or anything else would kind of impact his ability to run for president. Um, but if it was really something that didn't do any of those things, I think I'd tell him to take it. I think I'd assume uh, who cares? Uh, the voters won't care. Uh, the voters that support you won't think you're guilty, even if you say you are, uh, just to make it go away. Uh, so I wonder if that matters. Um, but that would never be the deal offered anyway. Uh, so I don't know why this would be a question you'd ask, because in all honesty, again, like if the guy wants to run for office, wants to be a president, uh, believes he's got enough support and enough Americans to sign to support him, uh, this is going to go away very differently if that guy gets back – if our former president gets back into office and then goes ahead and pardons himself and declassifies all the stuff that was at his house. That might all be things that happen. I don't know uh, if he were to win or if another Republican uh, were to win. But to take a plea deal, uh, unlikely as far as his lawyer or really anybody uh, that would be watching from afar can think on this. Quick break. A lot more. 1470. 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, let's talk about a women's health issue. Why not? I'm a guy in my 30s talking alone on the radio. Uh, let's, let's get this done. I thought this was an interesting story, though. Uh, women who start the pill as teenagers have a 130% higher rate of depression, according to a new study. Uh, That's one of the findings from a large study of more than 264,000 women, uh, which also finds that teenage girls are at the highest risk. And actually, you're at a pretty high risk right when you first start taking a oral uh, contraceptive for having, um, you know, more depressed thoughts or or suicidal ideation. The increased rate among adult users was 92 percent. According to the study's authors, so the 130 percent includes uh, teenage uh, teenagers as well. The powerful influence of contraceptive pills in teenagers can be ascribed to the hormonal changes caused by puberty. Uh, that's according to a doctor at the Department of Immunology, uh, Genetics and Pathology uh, in Sweden, uh, as women in that age group have already experienced substantial hormonal changes. They can be more receptive not only to hormonal changes, but also to other life experiences, uh, is what the doctor said when she went on. Uh, That's the reason why the belief is that um, starting the pill at, say, 16 years old, uh, which there was a study in 2019 that did the same thing, uh, said that it led to more crying, more sleep irregularities, eating problems uh, than uh, teenage girls of the same age who didn't uh, start taking the pill at a certain age. Now, to me, this is a a profoundly interesting study and a lot of uh, different components to how you would think about it or how you would discuss it, uh, say, with your family. But just the hormonal changes of taking a oral contraceptive uh, at a certain age while going through or just after puberty uh, was enough to severely impact your mental health. Uh, It feels like there's avenues to have that be a launching pad to some of the other conversations and things we're talking about in society. But, again, it is interesting to me and actually uh, a study that I can't seem to forget about, and I reference probably more uh, than any other study, um, was the one about how young women today – and this is between the ages of, say, a preteen or a teenager all the way through uh, at least part of their 20s – are more depressed – then men of the same age and then uh, that group of people have ever been in society, at least by any a metric we've had to study it, uh, which is profoundly interesting to me, uh, because I, I will say this, too. Uh, and this is the last thing I'll say about, again, um, um, you know, ladies and all the stuff they're going through as I'm a dude in my 30s, uh, my late 30s. I admit that there might be some things I don't totally understand here. Um, But it seems like just from uh, uh, the view of someone from the side and watching my uh, nieces and nephews uh, grow up is that it's it's easier to be a boy. Now, it maybe always has been easier to be a boy, but it's uniquely easier to be a boy right now because of the pressure that social media adds, I think, to to young women. Um, I think there's a, a unique A set of different pressures that exist and even, you know, popular uh, social media accounts of of young, famous people um, who, you know, do certain things in social media or or act provocatively. Even I know this sounds super Catholic Craig coming out, but even like, you know, the the media uh, that we have uh, in general and have had for a long, long time uh, that sexualizes um, Ariana Grande or anybody else or they choose to sexualize themselves, however, it works. Uh, That's one component that's existed a long time, but then you add social media to it and the pseudo-celebrity is what I'd call it because they're not really a celebrity the same way. Uh, A lot of Instagram or social media influencers who have enough of a following to maybe be known in their community or make money aren't necessarily famous to the degree that people like um, you know, Ariana Grande is. And so it's just interesting to me and it sort of makes sense uh, with the world we're in that young women are some of the the most mentally um, impacted people uh, in our society. It seems harder than even when I was growing up as a kid, uh, the different challenges and pressures and whatnot. And again, just viewing that from afar. Uh, As I say that, I also uh, get confused by this next story uh, that's in the news. Apparently, a new fight is happening. Uh, in both the world of the medical community and also uh, the world of some of the stuff we argue about all the time. Uh, People are trying to do away with the word breastfeeding and simply call it chest feeding because it's more woke somehow. I I think that these two stories go um, uniquely together. And what I mean by that is in a world where um, I think studies are telling us that that young women are very depressed, uh, very um, much struggling uh, with mental health, uh, more so than they did or more so than young boys are. And then you have all these things in society that are weird versions of devaluing uh, some of what is the most basic aspects of, say – Women and men or the differences between women and men. I wonder if that has a unique impact psychologically on, on people too, uh, because changing the word breastfeeding to chest feeding seems to have no benefit whatsoever to a lot of the people who are making fun of this story, but it's out there. A growing number of areas in the U.S., staff at hospitals and other organizations that cater to new mothers ask the words like, uh, chest feeding to be used and frown upon mother and father in favor of birthing people. That's a real thing uh, that's out there, and that's all I have to say about that. I have no more on that, um, except that it's, it's definitely odd to a lot of people. Uh, one last thing uh, to let you go on, uh, something I think is interesting. Uh, eating certain foods may de-age your brain, according to a new study uh, from Israel. Uh, these foods include vegetables, seafood, whole grains, olive oil, and low-processed food or red meat. Uh, they can uh, decelerate um, signs of aging in your brain and actually even accelerate some of the The benefits, say, to uh, restoring some of your cognitive ability. So researchers recruited 102 participants, scanned people's brains, gave them unique diets, and the people on that diet, as I said again, wound up having higher functioning uh, even than at the start of the study vegetables, seafood, whole grain, olive oil, low in processed food and red meat. I'm having a steak when I go home tonight. I'll figure this out later at some point. And you're going to have some broccoli
1: to go along <laughs> with it because vegetables are good for you, yeah, sir. Yeah,
0: sure. Yeah, sure. I had broccoli for lunch. Uh, broccoli nice. was in my lunch. Yeah, I felt proud about that. Um, actually, it's very sad. I don't sad. remember
1: anything you just said. Thanks, sir. It's very sad. <laughs> I showed my
0: completed dish to my wife because she didn't think I'd eat all my broccoli <laughs> like a child. That happened during lunch literally today. I was like, hey, look, Betty, at this. She goes, wow, good job, Craig. And then I got a sticker.